As we look at this series, All Stressed Up, if you're new with us today, let me kind of bring you up to speed on the series. So on Easter, everybody that attended, we asked, we did a poll and said, what are the most important topics to your heart and life that you would like to hear preached about? And so our church, we did a survey and, and you all responded and told us what you wanted to hear. And by far, the number one topic that people wanted to hear preached on was stress. How do I handle my stress? And as I look at statistics, I know why this is the number one requested topic. Did you realize that 44% of Americans have more stress now than they did five years ago? In other words, stress is on the incline. It's not declining. It is, it is growing. One out of every five people are suffering from extreme stress. They don't just say, I'm, I have some stress. They're saying, I've got extreme stress. It's affecting their body. They're, they're shaking. They're, they're going numb in their body. They're, they're having heart pain. Their heart is racing. They're not sleeping well. They're depressed because of this, this thing called stress. 60% of all illnesses and diseases have their root in stress. Did you realize that some of you today, that you're fighting and facing a sickness and the root of it is stress-related? And I want to share with you for a few moments the top areas that stress people out. The top areas that stress people out. First is, is money. People get stressed about money. A second topic that stresses people out are relationships. Some of you are stressed today about your relationships. Matter of fact, one of the number one stressors is marriage. Some of you are sitting next to your stress. Now, I wouldn't say amen. Now, I wouldn't say amen. I wouldn't shake your head. I would just look at me. That's right. Laugh like everybody else is laughing. That's what I'd do if I was you. But stress, man, I'm, I'm married and I'm stressed. Another relationship that stresses people out is this. People who want to get married are stressed. I want to be married. I don't want to be single. And they're stressed about their singleness. Deadlines stress people out. Maybe it's homework deadline or a term paper deadline or a work deadline. It creates stress for people. Legal problems create stress. A new job or an old job create stress for people. Illness, a sickness creates stress. It's it's rather interesting that, that 60% of, of illnesses, diseases are stress-related, and then once we get sick, then we get more stress because we're sick. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Stress, stress, stress. Another top area that causes stress is parenting. Another one is unrealistic expectations. People expect things from us that only God can give them. And then it creates stress in our life. Unresolved sin creates stress. Some of you are are carrying the guilt and the shame of your sin, your secret sin, and it's creating sin. Can I tell you, can can I tell you, it it creates stress when when you and I are are carrying the weight and guilt of sin. It'll wear you out. It it just will wear you plumb out. And I want to encourage you today, don't leave here with your sin. You're in a good place today. Leave it with Jesus today. Don't leave with unresolved sin. And I want to give you the number one. By far, by far, 
Statistics say this is the biggest source of stress. The number one source of stress is Kevin Durant. I just want y'all to know that's... I don't know why he left. I don't know what's up with that. All right, statistics didn't say that. I made that one up, but I just had to get it off my chest one more time. I'm just saying. All right, let me get back to preaching now. It's meddling right there. I'm going to go back to preaching. Stress, 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 stress. And you know, during the holiday season, stress actually goes to a whole new level for people. The most stressful time of the year, now it's the most joyous time for a lot of people, but the most stressful time of the year for most people is during the holiday season. And I've compiled a list of potential things that happen during the holiday season that create stress. And as I give you this, this list that I've compiled, I just wonder if some of it will ring a bell for you. I believe it will. Shopping for gifts creates stress. Come on, you want to avoid the stores, you know, it just creates stress. Going to holiday parties just creates stress. Some of you already got two, three, four, five people want you to come. It's stress. Putting up decorations, stress. Well, I got to get the trees up. I got to get the lights on the house, stress. Cooking meals creates stress for people. Wrapping the gifts creates stress. Hiding gifts from your children or your grandchildren so that they won't find them until you wrap them creates stress. Finding the presents that you hid from your children or grandchildren creates stress. Come on, I remember you hit them two months out, you're like, where did I put them? Stress during the holiday season. Fighting traffic creates stress. If you live in the Oklahoma City metro area, no matter where you live, you know what I'm talking about. If you're joining us online or some other place, you, you don't know this, but just I think you may, you may have an area in your city like this. I do not like going by Penn and Memorial during the Christmas season. Can I get a witness? Man, it will stress you out. Stress. Couples trying to ensure both sets of parents and family members are happy. Where are we going to spend time? How much are we going to spend with your family? Where are we going? What day, what time are we going? Stress. When you read the words, assembly required. Stress. <laughs> T- uh, Tiffany's parents, I love them. They love our grandchildren. They love their grandchildren, and they buy stuff for them that we got to haul back and put together. I'm like, don't be buying them stuff and giving it to me, Mr. Not Handyman, are you going to come put that stuff together? Don't be buying them some old electronic big old table something. No! Because you know, right when we get home, daddy, when we put it together, n- never. <laughs> never. I got enough stress. Gaining weight creates stress. Come on, I'm already up. Anybody else? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm still trying to knock off Thanksgiving. and cre- Come on, I'm already, I love the cookies. I love glazed ham. I love pecan pie. I love eggnog. All kinds of ways. I was looking for eggnog before it came out. Eggnog and eggnog French toast. And I had an eggnog latte on Friday. Come on, say, hey, 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 listen to this. I found in a store eggnog cocoa. Oh, yeah, I brought it home all excited. Hey! Eggnog hot chocolate for the Cooper family. Nobody was as excited as I was, but that's all right. We're going to all drink it together in Jesus' name. 
Oh, eggnog. Come on, I keep Brahms afloat. I ought to get a stipend from Brahms. Come on, eggnog milkshake, somebody. If you never had an eggnog milkshake from Brahms, it will bless you. <laughs> and, and weight can create stress. Sending out Christmas cards, making sure everybody gets one. Fixing up the house for Christmas and relatives coming over can create stress. Seeing relatives you don't like <laughs> creates stress. Knowing you'll spend Christmas alone, for some of you, creates stress. Missing loved ones who have passed away during the holiday season can create stress. I just want us to understand that what I'm talking about is so relevant. Stress is real, and it's real all year long, and even increases during the holiday season. And many, many of us today are struggling with stress. I have a, I have a large rubber band, and you know, rubber bands are made to be stretched, and you can stretch a rubber band, but, but can I tell you, if you create stress and pressure and stretch this rubber band long enough, far, far enough, long enough, it'll eventually pop. Like you can just stretch and stretch and keep it stretched and pull and stretch. And even though it's made to be stretched, it will eventually give out. And some of us were like, well, I, I can stretch. I'm, I'm flexible. I can handle a lot. I can put a lot on my shoulders. And, and some of you are being stretched and you're being pulled and it's starting to affect your body. You're about to pop. You have headaches, migraine headaches, aches and pains because of stress. The shakes, heart problems, you can't sleep, you're depressed because it is, it is, you're just under constant just tension and pressure and you're about to pop. It was in October of last year. It was on a Saturday night. I was at home. My wife's parents were visiting at the time, visiting our children and visiting us and they were at our home and I was reviewing my sermon notes for Sunday's message here at People's Church that Saturday night and preparing to preach. And as I was sitting there studying and just praying, reviewing the, the message, I was just lightheaded and nauseous. This has happened to me twice in 14 years and I was feeling tingling and numb in my arm and I was having chest pain and and you know the last thing you want to do when the in-laws are visiting and seeing the grandkids, I don't want to stir up anything. I don't want anybody to think anything. And so I'm trying to play cool. And, and I was so lightheaded and so tired and so my chest just pounding and aching. And I just said, Tiffany, would you take me to the emergency room? And we told her parents and they watched the kids. And we went to the emergency room last year in October. And I wonder if I was having a heart attack. I was there Saturday night, 10, 11 o'clock at night, and they hooked me up, checked me for heart problems and heart issues, heart attack, and I said, no, Mr. Cooper, you're not having a heart attack. You're, you're completely healthy. You're completely fine, and it's the second time that because of stress, because I was being stretched, because I was caring too much, I was at a hospital room texted Pastor Rob and said, hey, man, you might need to preach tomorrow. I didn't tell him why. 
Just said, you might need to preach. Got myself out of the hospital, came to church Sunday, and preached, and you never knew it. But stress, because sometimes I can carry the weight of our church too much. Sometimes I can carry the weight of my family and my children too much. Sometimes one of the biggest things that can stress me out is is what you're dealing with as a pastor, because I care, and your needs, and what you're going through, and your struggles, and your pain. And sometimes I can kind of take the place of God and start carrying that on my shoulders, and I get myself stretched and stretched and stretched and under stress until I'm about to pop. And I'm not the only one. There are many of you here today that you are suffering from severe extreme stress and it's affecting the quality of your life. And I tell you the one thing that's really helped me is the Word of God. When I get in God's Word, I meditate on God's Word, I apply God's Word. Do you know what I have seen happen in my life? I have seen myself so stressed and I see the stress begin to relieve itself and the pressure relief when I start reading God's Word and applying God's Word to my life. And today I want us to look at God's Word. I want us to look at a story in God's Word because I want to see the stress today, the pressure in your life start to get relieved. I'm not preaching a message today telling you all your stress is going away. I'm not preaching a message today to tell you all your troubles and worries are going away. That's not true. But I believe in God's Word, we can find answers today where the pressure and the stress that is weighing you down, that it can begin to be relieved, that the pressure can begin to decrease rather than increase. Let's look at this story today in Luke chapter 10, picking up in verse number 38. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. You see, Martha was stressed. She was worried about all of the preparations, the cooking and the cleaning and the decorating. And, and she also had relational stress because she had unrealistic expectations for, for Mary and their stress. And verse 41 says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Mary Excuse me, Martha was being stretched like a rubber band. What I want to do today is I want to look at God's Word at this passage of Scripture and get three stress-relieving principles from it that will help your life. Three stress-relieving principles so the pressure can be relieved. Number one is this. Get a grip on your pace. Get a grip on your pace. Notice back in Luke 10 and verse 40, it says, But Martha was distracted by all, by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Scripture says Martha was distracted by all the preparations. She was busy, 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 busy. She was so busy, she even wanted Mary to help her with the rat race that she was experiencing in her life. She was busy. And friends, we live in a busy society. One of the buzzwords of our day is busy. How are you doing today? Busy. 
What do you have going on this week? I'm busy. I am busy. I'm slammed. How's everything going in your life? I'm just busy. Just busy. Busy, 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 busy. And we can find ourselves so busy like Martha. Just busy. Busy trying to please others. Busy with work. Busy with just life and activities. Busy with hobbies. Busy with drama. Busy with children. Busy with all types of activities that we just find ourselves in life and work and pressure and just busy and we're stretched so thin, we find ourselves overcommitted in life. And friends, I want you to know something. It's a popular word today, busy, but not, God never created us to be busy all the time. That's not how we're wired. God hadn't created you just, I'm just busy all the time. Every day, it's busy, 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 but that's not how God wired you. God also wired all of us to, to rest so that we can recuperate, not just be busy all the time, but there's got to be periods of rest. Otherwise, you'll get stressed like this rubber band, and you'll stretch, and you'll stretch, and you'll stretch. You say, but I can handle it. I can carry so much. I can take it. No, 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 no. If you violate the Scriptures, you will find yourself about to pop. The Scripture says this in Luke chapter 23 and, and verse number 3. You find this principle all throughout the God, God's Word about our pace, because God knows this about you and I. God knows if, if you and I don't break our pace, our pace is going to break us. You got to get a break from your pace or your pace is going to break you because God wired you to rest so you can recalibrate. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 3 says, there are six days when you may work, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest. Come on, all of our locations, everybody say rest. Yeah, we all need to rest. We all need to rest. Six days you work, one day you rest. A day of sacred assembly where you may come to church and serve and love people, and, but you're not doing your work. You're not doing your normal job. You're, 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 you're taking a break. He says, you are not to do any work wherever you live. It is a Sabbath to the Lord. Here's how God wired all of us. God created us to work six days and to rest one day. And when we violate the Sabbath, when we, when we work seven days straight, and then another seven days straight, and then another seven days straight, and then another seven days straight, and we say, I can handle it. Can I tell you that you are stretching yourself thin, you are creating pressure in your life, and eventually you will pop. God says, listen, I even took a break from my work. I worked. I created the earth in six days. I'm God. I didn't need a break. It's a principle I've created. I rested. And you were created to work six and the rest one. And whenever I violate the Sabbath, friends, can I tell you, I pay a price for it. And I have learned this. I have learned. You know what I have learned? I had to learn Herbert Cooper. And you have to learn you. We're all created to take one day off a week. But you know what I've learned about me? Every single day, I just need to pull away at the end of my day when I'm home and find 30 minutes to an hour just to, just to recalibrate. I've learned that about myself. I just need to pull away for 30 minutes and just sit in my chair and just relax. I've learned that I, I need about six to seven hours of sleep. Uh, if I go two or three or four days with three or four hours of sleep, I'm, I'm a grouchy preacher. Yeah. I'm not at my best. I'm not as sharp. I've just learned this about my own rhythms of, of the pace I can run at. 
I need to take one day off a week for just a 24-hour block. I, I, I love to work. I enjoy what I do, but I've got to find a 24-hour block. And when I take a break, I've got to disconnect. I, got to, I can't check my social media and, 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 and check emails. I just need a 24-hour window where I can just rest my mind. I can do something I enjoy. I, I've, just, I've got to have that. You need it as well. You've got, if you're going to see your stress levels decrease, God created you not just to work but to rest. I'll take my vacation days. You got to learn to rest. People's church, some of you are under severe stress. And if you don't break your pace, your pace is going to break you. Number two is this. Number two is this. I like a little audience participation when I preach sometimes. And you're awfully quiet because you're convicted. But just look at your neighbor and say, he's also talking to you. Go ahead and tell him he's also talking to you. This is not just for me. You quit, you quit putting up a front like this is just for me. This is for you. Number two is this. Number two, number two, number two is establish and live by priorities. Establish and live by priorities. I want you to notice back in the text in Luke chapter 10, and I'm going to read these verses to you again. Verse 40 says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She said, I have to do this. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Notice this. Mary has chosen what is better. You have to understand, Martha, there are priorities. There are priorities. And you're worried and upset about many things, but there's one thing that's needed, and, and you got your priorities kind of out of order, and Mary's chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And I want you to notice that Martha was distracted. She was worried. She was upset about many things. Her priorities were out of whack. And she had a lot of activities happening. And I really want you to grasp that she was doing good things. It was, she wasn't doing anything evil. She was involved in, with good activities and good things. But the thing about good is if you don't know your priorities, if you haven't, haven't established and living in your life by priorities, you will find out that good things rob you from the best things. And you can get busy with good, 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 good. And if you don't have the right priorities lined out in your life, good is robbing you from the best. And Martha was missing out on connecting with Jesus because of dishes, because of the work that was in front of her. And good was robbing her from the best. And I think a lot of us find ourselves just like Martha. We're busy with a lot of good things. We're upset about some good things, and it's robbing us from the best things. I have a question that I want you to ponder and just answer to yourself today. And the question is this, have you established priorities for your life? See, I'm, I'm just busy. I got a lot. I got a lot. Do you know your priorities? Do you even know them? Do you know what your life is all about? Do you even know where you should be spending your time? Because if you don't know that, you will be, be, you will be pulled in a hundred different directions all the time. And you're responding and reacting because you don't even know your priorities. One of the best things that I've done in my life is, is to establish priorities. Now, establishing and living by them are two different things. But first, you've got to know them. And I've established and I work hard to live by priorities. 
I'll just share as an example just to, to spur your mind on to establish priorities. And in different seasons of life, your priorities can change. For my life, man, God, God's always been number one. I spend time with God. I get up in the morning. I pray, read my Bible. God's important to me. My relationship with God's a priority. My marriage is a priority. You're not coming before my marriage. My children are not coming before my marriage. Tiffany's a top priority for me. I take her on a date, spend time with her, get to know her, resolving any conflict. We're, we are constantly working and improving our marriage. It's a priority. My children are a priority to me. I'm at their ball games. I'm involved in their life. I'm just, I'm there, I'm present. I'm there at night praying over my children, take, tucking them away in bed. They're a priority in my life. Pastoring people's church, my work, I love what I do. You're a priority. Preparing messages, praying, studying, leading this church, casting vision, developing leaders. It's, it's a priority. People's church is a priority for me. My small group is a priority. I plan out to spend time with my small group to establish good Christian friendships with people that love me just for me. Not because I preach, not because I'm a pastor. They just love me for me and they love my family. Establishing friendships, that, that's so important. That's a priority for my life. And when, when you, once you know your priorities, can I tell you, it's easy to say no to things. And I say no to a lot of good things. I mean, a lot of good things come my way. I just say no because I know what God's called me to do. I say no to way more speaking engagements than I say yes to. I just say no. I, I can't be at everybody else's church and everybody else's conference and everything because I know what God's called me to do. I just say no. And I get opportunities and political calls and I get called. The office is always buzzing. The hurricane. I'm like, I can't. No. Because I know what God's called me to do. And the question is this, do you know what God's called you to do? Because some of you are so stressed out because all you do is say yes. And if all you do is say yes to everybody, friends, can I tell you, you're going to live a stressed out life. And can I tell you, it is futile to think that you're going to please everybody. If you think you're going to please everybody all the time, you have lost your mind. (laughs) It's not, you're not. And you find yourself stressed out. You have to establish priorities and live by them and learn to say no, or you will find the good will rob you from the best. Number three is this. Number three is to say third stress-relieving principle we learn from this text is focus on heaven instead of earth. Focus on heaven instead of earth. I want you to notice this. It's really interesting what Jesus tells her in Luke chapter 10 and verse 42. He says, but only one thing is needed. Martha, one thing is needed. And I could just see Martha thinking, no, Jesus, you just don't know what's up. I mean, I mean, obviously you don't get it, Jesus, if you think just one thing is needed. Don't you see all these dirty dishes? Don't you see this laundry piled up? Don't you know gourmet meals just don't get cooked by themselves? Don't you see this carpet that needs to be cleaned and these bills that need to be paid? What are you talking about, Jesus? Only one thing is needed. You're obviously having a little crazy spell right now. And you know what Jesus was communicating to Martha? Martha, 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 hear me. You're focused on earth. And I'm trying to get you focused on heaven. I'm trying to get you a heavenly perspective. And when our minds are only focused on earth, let me tell you what happens. Stress increases. When we're only thinking about the here and now, Stress increases. And Jesus said, only one thing 
is needed. And that one thing was time with Jesus. He says, Mary, spending time with, my, with me. I'm not telling her to come work with you. You have to understand only one thing's needed. I want you to understand that time with Jesus relieves stress. Time with Jesus relieves stress. Matthew verse 11 and chapter 11 and verse 28 says, Come to me, Jesus said, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let me tell you about your pastor. I get stressed. Sometimes I carry the weight of the world. Sometimes I, I, I play God and, and want to help your life and do for you only what God can do for you and pastor this church and do my best and, and my children and, and I want to help them and want them to win in life and I can start carrying the weight of the world. And you know what? Sometimes I get stressed. Sometimes I violate the Sabbath day and I go weeks at a time and I violated it and I'm carrying tension and stress and pressure. You know what's helped me? It's God's word. And when I go to God and I say, God, it's me again. <laughs> and I come with my weariness and my burdens and my pressure with my heavenly father. I, can, I, I can't explain it. I can just tell you what happens. The stress starts to decrease. When I say, I'm not God, you love this church way more than I love this church. You love these people way more than I love these people. You love my children and my family more than I love them. You're God and I trust you. And when I come and I spend time with Jesus, it has a way of just causing my stress and the pressure to decrease. And somebody say, no, 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 Pastor, you don't get it. You don't get it. I'm too busy to be with Jesus. I'm too busy to pray. No, you're too busy not to pray. You're too busy not to pray. You better get with Jesus. He'll help you. He says, come to me. All you are weary and heavy burden. And I'll give you rest. You got to get with Jesus. Say, Pastor, you're a simple preacher. Oh, I'm a Bible preacher. Amen. You can either get with Jesus. It'll relieve stress. Can I tell you, friends, focusing on heaven relieves stress. Focusing on heaven relieves stress. I want you to notice this principle. Jesus didn't just tell this to, to Martha. He didn't just tell Martha to focus on heavenly things when she was so consumed with earth. But one day when the disciples were troubled, you see, the scripture I'm going to read to you, one day the disciples, they heard that Jesus was getting ready to go to heaven. He was going to leave them on this earth by themselves, and he was not going to be in his physical body any longer. And they were troubled, and they were worried, and they were stressed. And I want you to notice what Jesus tells his disciples. In John 14 and verse 1, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, what I have told you, that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Now, I want you to notice when the disciples were stressed and, and they were troubled and they were worried, I want you to notice Jesus didn't say, fellas, let me just pray for you. I'm going to pray your stress away. I'm going to pray your trouble away. Uh-uh. Jesus did not remove the trouble, nor did he remove the stress from their life. In this world, you will have trouble. You will deal with stress. But let me tell you what Jesus did. He said, so guys, 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 you're stressed, you're troubled. He says, let me refocus you off of earth and on to heaven. He says, fellas, don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm going to prepare a place for you. 
Get your minds off earth and get your minds on heaven. You see, Jesus wasn't born that first Christmas day just to give you a better now. He was born that first Christmas day to give you a better place. And we get so focused on now, on now, and all the pressure and the, the drama and the bills. and We can get so focused on now and the trouble that we're dealing with. And Jesus said, guys, let me lift you up out of this situation. One thing is needed. Fellas, let me remind you, you're just passing through this earth. I'm going to a place in heaven. I'm preparing a place for you that you'll spend eternity with me. Get your minds off earth and get your minds on heaven. You don't need the hope of earth. Some of you, what you need is the hope of heaven. You got to get your minds on heaven. Jesus didn't, wasn't born just to give you a better now. He was born to give you a better place. And something happens in your heart when you start looking at heaven. Where there'll be no more sickness and no more sin and no more stress and no more worry and no more death. And you start looking at eternity where you'll live forever and ever and ever and ever. It has a way of making your problems on earth just shrink and seem so small when you get your mind off earth and get your mind on heaven. And so many of us live so much for now. Now I'm busy, busy, busy preparing. Busy, 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 busy. Martha! One thing's needed. Get your mind off the dishes and all the stuff you got going on. One thing's needed. Get your mind on heaven and just watch how the stress just begins to decrease. <laughs>